Unfortunately, a good portion of this show is dedicated to Mo Harkless, uh, a unsung fantasy basketball hero of Tyler and I's. And due to unforeseen circumstances, he was traded after we made this show. Say uh, and think what you will about that. Uh, we do apologize for talking a, a lot about Mo Harkless, who is no longer on the Atlanta Hawks. Other than that, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Posted by hashtag basketball.com. Your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the whole internet. And guess what? This analysis is free, completely free. It's at hashtag basketball.com. Uh, go check them out. They do got some premium tools as well, uh, where you can sync your team on Yahoo or ESPN or whatever uh, to uh, to their rankings, to their projections. I think that that costs uh, at least a couple bucks. So um, if you want to do that. For a couple bucks, that's a pretty hot deal, too, when you think about it. So go to hashtag basketball.com. Their projections are up, and we're going to be talking about them. First, got to introduce myself. I'm the host. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Mike Katrin. And joining me, as always, is the other host. The P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this very, very fine day? Oh, I don't know. I'm a, little, I'm a little manic. I'm a little crazy. It's, um, too much we should be excited about TV. this team. Your favorite, your favorite player, both of our favorite players, plays for this team. Uh, um, Mo Harkless. Yeah, Mo Harkless with the Hawks what? now. Respect. I hope Mo Harkless plays thirty-five minutes a game. It, uh, Mo Harkless is like turned into one of those players who like you're always just like, okay, he played tonight. That was good. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't do anything again. He still seems like he's kind of good out there. I don't know what it is. Something about Look, Mo Harkless, I'm always like, he's kind of good, man. He says, that's some game. Yeah. I. If I, I was starting a rec league team, I would want Mo Harkless on there. That's all I'm saying. If it was rec league and I was like, you know what? I could have somebody on my team. I just want a Mo Harkless on there. Listen, we, we talked about Mo Harkless for probably every year we've had this podcast. He, um, you, are, you are not bad at basketball if you are in the league this many seasons. Right, like you can't be bad. What is this? What three, six? Eight, his tenth season. Got yeah, bad at basketball. Well, Harkless got game, dude. He's got game. I don't care what he's you still, say. He's still getting buckets. He's still getting dollars. He's still getting contract dollars. Uh, but I don't think anyone's gonna be drafting Mo. If Mo Harkless plays thirty-five minutes a game for the Atlanta Hawks, it is gonna be a bad season. The Atlanta Hawks. If he, if Mo Harkless becomes standard league relevant, but there is a lot of standard league relevant players on this team, Tyler. Oh, that's factual. Yeah, and I think we just got to right off the bat talk about the uh, newest addition to the Atlanta Hawks, Jonte Murray, uh, coming over for a pretty decent sum from the Spurs after, um, quite frankly, one of the greatest sleeper blow-ups like in recent memory the jonte murray um absolutely wonderful season 
leading the Spurs on a bad Spurs team, playing 35 minutes a game, being a top, basically almost borderline a top 10 player, um, ended up 13th overall according to hashtag basketball uh, in per game um, and totals. So shout out to that symmetry. The uh, Jonte Murray, 21 points, almost nine rebounds, eight rebounds, nine assists, two steals a game suddenly finds himself on a team where he doesn't need to play 35 minutes a game, um, does not need to be the primary ball handler. And I guess the question is, is that what does that do to his overall game? Have people gotten too sour on DeJounte Murray? So this is the crazy part, right? Uh, Guards, this team is going to play. Yeah. Yeah. But Dumbo Donovich. And Murray right? and Young. That's it. You got Andre Hunter. I guess he's not really a guard. He's a forward. That's what I mean. And so, and like, this, so, and, you know, the Hawks had some depth and they've kind of traded a lot of it away, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, There's Kevin Herter. So, he's in Sacramento. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. And so, I mean, how many minutes does DeJounte Murray play? As many as he can handle, right? Yes. Like, um, so they got that now. Whenever he's sharing the floor with Trey Young, the question is who's going to be the primary guy, and I, I, I think it's going to be Trey Young. Um, yes. it should be Dejounte Murray, and we can talk about why I think that is, right? Like, just Trey Young's a better kind of off the ball threat, if you ask me. Um. But Trey Young would have to do some like Steph Curry stuff to make that happen. Is he willing to do that? That's that remains to be seen. Um, I do think Dejounte Murray though is very underrated because I mean we mentioned he finished thirteenth last year. Sure, he's not going to get nine assists a game, but he's still going to get like six and a half, seven, right? I he he's probably not going to show up dropping triple double because he doesn't have to. But like seven rebounds and seven assists within play, yeah. That's, that's pretty damn good. 18, 19, 20 points. Well, now, see, there's still, I think there's this, still shots to go around. I think the rebounds are going to be the thing that drops the most. Because, like, the Spurs didn't have a ton of rebounding. Like, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Collins, they got Clint Capella here. It's very different. And they got Kong Wu, too, right? So, like, they're always going to have someone pretty a pretty good rebound on the floor. So, you know, I think the rebound's probably what drops to, like, six. Right? Five or six good. from your guard? Great. Yeah, elite steals. Probably. Yeah, where where do the steals go? Do steals really like suddenly drop off just because you're sharing the the ball with uh, another point guard? No. They're not. They're probably not two. But like, isn't he guarding the other team's point guard a lot? Like, they're probably like one point seven, which is what he's averaged over the last three years. That's damn good. It's still elite. Well, yeah, it's still great. I don't see why his percentages would get any worse. Um, I do think Trey Young and Dejounte Murray can make each other better. Um, instead of having now DeJounte Murray, like you're saying, DeJounte could really just run the offense. And that would be really nice because he's proven that he can do that at a fairly elite level. But we once again need to, you have to remember, the best defender, the best perimeter defender was always on DeJounte Murray with the Spurs. Now that defender is going to be on Trey Young. So now your best wing defenders on DeJounte Murray, which opens up other people, both DeJounte and Trey Young, can find people. Um, I, I like this move for Atlanta, minus the fact that it makes them very shallow. 
I mean, that's that's facts. And I think a lot of people are saying, oh, man, that's going to hurt Trey Young. Trey Young maybe isn't a first-round player. DeJounte Murray he's probably not a top-20 player. He's probably a, like a third or fourth-round player now. And I, I think that we've – these guys are so good and so young, they'll find a way, right? Yes, are they going to do what they did? Either one of them going to do what they did last year? Probably not. But are these small reductions into Jonte Murray's rebounds and assists, or maybe Trey Young's assist? is that really enough to completely devalue them when they're probably going to do all the other things they've been doing? Yeah, and I mean, like, there's a, I mean, this is a deep third round. We've talked about this a bunch, but, like, I mean, looking at guards, like, would you have John Moran or Jonte Murray? Probably DeJounte Murray. Right? I want and those so like, Would you rather have SGA or DeJounte Murray? Isn't DeJounte Murray SGA? They're very similar players. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, I think DeJounte Murray gets some hate that's just kind of undeserving. Like, if you had DeJounte Murray at the end of your second round, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I think he's a no-brainer third-rounder. Yeah. And the elite steals great percentages kind of bump him into um, that early third round, late second round. We, I mean, we talked about John Morant, right? Like, we love John Morant. John Morant's awesome. John Morant's really cool. John Morant kind of just does John Morant stuff. That's not a top 20 player. Right. Yeah, which is hard to fathom because, like, John Morant is really good, but, like, he just doesn't... It's bad free throw percentage. Like, there's just not enough rebounds there's not enough threes there's not enough blocks there's not enough steals to be like elite in those categories and so he really just has elite points and you know his rebounds are fairly elite his rebounds i'm sorry his assists are fairly elite you know and he's got a good field goal percentage but like he's got five categories where he's not elite whereas Dejounte murray like he's elite in steals right he's elite in points if he's getting you know 21 a game and so he's just got more elite categories Absolutely. Now, I mean, DeJounte's threes are his kind of like, you know, one of those weaknesses, right? But I like both him and Shea Gillis-Alexander, and I think if you're sitting there at the end of the second round, beginning of the third, and we talk about this a lot, and you're going to see it um, on the tiers that I put up on patreon.com slash watching the boxes, is that there's a lot of third rounders. Someone has to go in the second round. And young guys like Murray and Shea Gillis-Alexander, who show promise, who show upside, I'd rather probably take a chance on on that young talent um, instead of, um, you know, just being like, well, those guys aren't second-round players. I'll just, I'll just wait, uh, and I'll go get, um, I don't know, some big center again that you, that you don't need, Jared Allen or something like that. Um, you don't need Jared Allen in the second round. That's insane. I, I like both of those guys um, because I, I think o- older guys, right? Older guys that we call third round guys, your um, potentially your Middletons or your uh, Drew Holidays, people aren't as excited about those those dudes. So they're definitely going to be there in the third round. Some of those guys are going to be there in the fourth round. We we just talked about Jamal Murray being out there uh, probably in the fourth round as well. So if you want a guy like Shagelers Alexander or DeJounte Murray, you're probably going to have to pay that into second round price for. Him. But I think actually, I don't know. Where's what's the ADP on DeJounte? You know yet? Have enough evidence? I mean, I don't think so, but 
I mean, that there is an ADP out there you could look at. Yeah, I don't think we have enough. I don't think enough of you. Listen, if you're out there right now and you haven't done 100 mock drafts, like each one of you personally listening right now, if you haven't done 100 mock drafts, then we don't have enough ADP evidence to be able to uh, say what this true ADP is. Just don't. Uh, right now, though, he is going 21st in Yahoo Leagues, which is higher than I expected. Oh, it's a lot higher than I expected. 26.6 of Fantrax, 20.9 in ESPN. Interesting. I wonder how they got them ranked, and I wonder if it's just kind of like a fallout from last season. Uh, it's probably a good possibility. Yeah, but like I look around who's going around him. This ADP over on Yahoo, it's like John Morant going uh, a few uh, spots above him. Don't like that. Tyrese um, Halliburton and Paul George going right around him. I like both of those players better. Would you rather have Donovan Mitchell or DeJounte Murray? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, both, both of them on new teams, but I, I want that scoring from Donovan Mitchell as well. Even though the, you're giving up those elite steals, Donovan Mitchell's really damn good. Yeah, and, like, I mean, for me, in that second round, like, I think you got to be an elite scorer or you got to be super elite in, like, two or three other categories. And, and I just i am not sure that DeJounte Murray will be with, like, you know, the rebounds kind of falling off, I think, a little bit. And the assists probably closer to seven. Like, he's not a super elite. That's probably fair. Um, let's talk about Trey Young, though. Um, this guy, Trey Young, is awesome. Trey Young, also one of the few players who can get you double-digit assists. Is he going to be in the double digits for assists next season? He was, he was almost there, 9.7 this season. Oh, I mean, probably it takes a little bit of a step back, even with Jante Murray in town, but like, I think it's going to be like 9. So, heaven forbid, 8.5, which... If he's getting 8.5 and he's still just scoring like a madman, uh, he's getting those uh, three-pointers, right? And he keeps everything basically the same. He goes from what? You know, like uh, the top, a top 10 player to a top 12 player, top 13 player? I mean, for me, I, I still think he's kind of firmly in my top 10. Just because who are you going to put in there, right? Like, you know... You could maybe put Tatum in there if you wanted. You could put LeBron in there if you wanted. You could put Kawhi in there if you wanted. You could put LaMelo in there if you wanted. But, like, give me Trey Young over all those guys just because, like, we saw Trey Young do it. He's going to be really good. He's still really young. There's areas where he could easily improve, right? Like, if he bumps that up to, like, 1.1 steals like he was in his second year, that's a, you know, that point two or point three is a big jump. Okay, maybe it goes down to nine, you know, but he's still going to get you, like, four rebounds. What is the points? It's still going to be like 28, 29, isn't it? Yeah, crazy points. Right, and then the percentages could be better, right? DeJounte Murray's going to feed him some open looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. I think he's, I still think he's a top 10 guy for me. Yeah, he's in my top 10 as well. Um, I have a kind of a, well, we've talked about this before, kind of a consensus top, uh, top eight and then that 9, 10, 11, kind of uh, right before the turn area, I got Trey, I got Dame, and I got Tatum. Those are the three guys I want right there. And Tatum on the totals, a little bit healthier than everybody. Dame, because he's Dame. And Trey, because he's Trey. Like, those guys are just better than everybody else. Like, 
they they are better than Tyrese Halliburton and Lamelo and LeBron uh, and Kawhi and PG thirteen for various amounts of reasons, and that's why I got them firmly uh, at the uh, kind of that that end of first round tier. What you there? Let's look at the rest of this Atlanta Hawks team. You got our boy who's been. They've been trying to trade old poor Johnny Collins off of the Atlanta Hawks for like last like five years. He's still on the Hawks, still, still out there, still doing Johnny Collins stuff. But like, I like Johnny Collins. Johnny Collins is a really nice fancy basketball player. He gets good percentages. Um, gets you about a block a game. His assists are nowhere to be found. His steals are super mediocre, and his threes aren't great either. But he's like a Kind of like a stretch center that does okay stuff. Yeah, I mean John Collins is good. I still think I think John Collins might be a little underrated now. Is that is that fair? Yeah, he was like kind of the face of like, oh my god, Johnny Collins, rookie year. This guy's gonna be out of control. He's a center that shoots three pointers. Oh my god, he gets good percentages. He gets good field goal percentage, free throw percentage. Oh my god. And then he just kind of did the same thing over and over again, and a bunch of other people, a bunch of other centers learned how to shoot threes, and he it just kind of stayed good not, and never got great. I want to talk about an ADP that's not great. ESPN has him ranked 90th. Oh, that's His ADP is bad. 90. 90 overall. What? Uh, fan trap. Fantrax, so all of Fantrax's numbers are a little strange because they, yeah, there's a lot of right. dynasty leagues, and so like some weird stuff happens in those. But his ADP in that's 75. His ADP in Yahoo's 60. I think they're all too low. Yeah, Johnny, I mean, let's just go look at last season. Johnny Collins on averages finished uh, 54th overall, and now he did actually only play 54 games. I like that symmetry right there. Um, so I don't, but I don't like that 54 games. But on on average, like he's close to being a top fifty player. It's fine. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I would think, you take like, him in your would you take him at sixty overall? Probably. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like fifty to sixty is where I'm looking at him, right? Like I think, seventy, yeah. Eighty, hell yeah. Right. So like if I can get him at ninety, I'm having that every day of the week and twice on Sunday, right? Like um it's just way, way too low. Yeah, I don't you know, I'm not predicting some sort of breakout season from John Collins. Uh, but on the flip side of that, like you're saying, kind of underrated at this point. And, dude, he's he's still pretty young. 25. Well, again, he's one of those guys who got picked, you know, at 19. And so it seems like he's been in the league forever and been in the league for a long time, but he's still 25. All right. Now, I think this is the, uh, the question of the hour. Tyler, who? If anyone is the next Atlanta Hawk off your Tyler only draft board. Oh, now this is where it gets it gets funky, right? It gets wild. It's um, very interesting down here at the bottom, but a lot of decent players still left. Oh, so, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh Clint Capella and Akongwu were all standard league players last year. They finished 90 uh 93rd, 99th okay. and 125th. Um so you got that, okay. right? Um, for me, it's probably Bogdanovich, right? Because I just feel the best about his minutes being 
pretty hefty. Like, they don't have a ton of depth here. And so, like, isn't Bogdanovich, even with DeJounte Murray coming in, still playing, like, 30 minutes a game on the wing? Yes. Who are you going to play? Justin Holiday, Maurice Harkless? Like, no. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah. Wish. I wish they'd play more Harkless. Right? So, um, I think Bogdan's going to be good. And he's probably a top 100 player again doing Bogdan Bogdanovich things, but, like, that's not anybody I'm excited to draft, right? So, like... Um, it's a safe... Safe play. He'll be good. He's gonna oh, the good the, no, the good news is there's actually some real good value here, because I think he's a top 100 player. His highest ADP of the three ADPs on hashtag basketball.com is 125 on Yahoo. Okay. Yeah, 125 is a great spot to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's... Uh, he's, he's definitely skirting the top 100... One hundred, one ten. He's gonna get you good points, um, good threes. He's a solid bench player. Right, and so yeah, I just think that ADP is more than solid, really. Far, it's far too low. Far too yeah. low. Now we have the the, the center, um, kind of the center debate, right? And uh, in a uh, industry mock, early industry mock draft, I wanted to uh, cause some uh, some people to. Uh, to be very confused and very um, perplexed. But uh, I went with Onkongwu very, very early, and admittedly far too early, because um, the ADP that I see here for Yahoo, for Onkongwu, is, uh, is 120, which is still ahead of Bogdan Bogdanovich. And I'm, I'm going to take personal credit, Tyler, for pushing Onkongwu uh, up in the uh, ADP rankings with my, my, wild, my, my wild gestations towards Onkongwu. Because a per-minute value guy... Now, we all get a little too thirsty on per-minute value guys in the fantasy world. Uh, but a Kongwu has a lot of stuff I like. Because it's not like he's getting five blocks for 36 or whatever. He's doing everything real nice for 36. Like, really, really, really well. Uh, Miz, how many Miz is he actually going to play? Yeah, and... I don't think that's kind of a, an unknown at this point, right? Like, obviously, both are, are good quality options. And so, um, who do they want to play, right? And it comes down to sometimes maybe just some matchups, right? And um, I don't know. I don't think we know. And I don't think anyone don't knows know at this point. No, right? so, we're at the press conference time. We're at um kind of right before preseason we've heard some rumblings preseason that they want to go to Nkongwu more but what the hell does that mean right and i think it, the nice thing about both Nkongwu and Clint Capella um is that Nkongwu is like a risk reward guy but the risk is he plays like 24 minutes a game and is still fantasy relevant the other thing is how many how much more can Nkongwu play 20.7 minutes a game last year 3.1 fouls a lot of fouls. Right. Always so, the uh, the age old question. Right, and so and he's on the. Well, yeah, and you can say you want to play him more until he's until you're blue in the face. But if he's got six fouls in twenty five minutes, then you can't play him anymore because he fouled out. You ain't playing him. So then you're playing Clint Capella a little bit more. And then once again with Clint Capella, nice thing about him is that in limited minutes he's still gonna get you double digit rebounds and a block. Yeah, good. Just good. Just good player. Granted, his uh, free throw percentage is below 50%. It's not on volume. Uh, last season, it was only at 2.3, but still, that's a pretty, it's a pretty hefty hit. Uh, but Clint Capella is a great, I think, a great late-round um, 
center because you get that full block and and there's no, there's not a lot of dudes getting double digit rebounds in this league. He's one of them in limited minutes. Yeah, and I mean at that point there's just no centers too. So I mean put Chaka yeah. in there too. I think if you if you want to be safe and you want to fill out your roster uh, with big stats, Clint Capella's is nice. Post one bad news pick. is Capella's yeah. going at seventy point nine in Yahoo drafts. What? Why? I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. Why is that happening? I mean, tell me now. Tell me why. He's probably right. Should be like somewhere like like just inside the top one hundred, like ninety to one hundred. But I don't know why he's going that high. I don't make the rankings, man. I'm just telling you what the, what it says. Well, we're gonna have to do an episode on these Yahoo rankings um, and the ESPN rankings. We're gonna have to have a word. Usually, I like to let them settle down because you know that they always put out some rankings and then suddenly they switch all their rankings uh, a little bit later into the uh, closer to the preseason. So I think Yahoo just did that. I think they did do some adjustments. We're going to have to go look at this and look at these ADPs as well. Um, the Capella at 70 is far too high. But again, it's this weird center thing we talk about all the time, right? Where it's like, there's, there gets to be no centers. And everyone's like, there's no centers. We need a center. I need a center. Give me a center. And then like... They look around know, and they go, oh shit. There's, no, there's not going to be any centers left after this round. They all go in the third round. And they all go in the sixth round. Yeah, and so like... But again, like, why? Why are you doing that to yourself? Like, why are you picking Clint Capella at 70 when you can literally still have... I'll look at this ADP right now. You can still have uh, Tyler Hero. You can have Marcus Smart. You can have Michael Porter Jr. You can have Mikel Bridges. You can have Wendell Carter. You can have Kyle Lowry, who's going 99.7. Hi, 99.7, man. I'm going to have a lot of... We're going to have a lot of Kyle Lowry this year, huh? Yes, sir. Franz Wagner, you can have him. 91.7. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, Horford, wait. 94.6. Like, who, who all is in these leagues? Look at all those guys. Uh, my, my my theory is that maybe someone is punting threes and free throws. And so you're, you're getting a lot of people picking... That's bad. Draymond Green went after is going after Clint Capella. 70, Draymond Green's going like 74.6. That's insane. So, uh, think about this, Tyler. Maybe half the people are picking um, Clint Capella at like 100, 110, and the other half are taking him in like the f- like 40 or 50 because they're punting free throws and three pointers. It just looks think... like the average is 70. I don't think that's real, but potentially. I don't think that's real at all either. But, um,. That's, I guess, maybe why he's going so early is that if you're in a punt strategy, he fits it. But, like, still, come on. Cut off. Still not how you play if, if you're doing it the way you should be. I agree. Um, is there anyone else in Atlanta, though, uh, you want to talk about? Like, I, I like taking a risk with Onkongwu, especially if his ADP is going to be in that 120 range. Um, I, I like taking a, taking a chance with him. And the worst case scenario is you drop him. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, Okungwu still finishes as a top, you know, as a as a top one thirty player last year. Playing, so you don't really need to drop him, right? Playing twenty minutes a game, like he was one hundred twenty fifth, twenty minutes a game, and now a lot of it's on the one point three blocks, right? Which we talk about talk sometimes. About that. That's that's not real, but um, Okungwu 
know, is is not the worst last round pick, and and is, is maybe it's just a flyer. And yet, if he's playing twenty minutes a game, then maybe you do drop him for somebody who's better, and maybe you don't. Maybe you just keep him. Because I like I like that fly, a, a flyer that's you know floor is going to be standard league relevant, and ceiling is like a top you know closer to a top fifty player. That's nice. Um, if he can stay on the floor, and I'm not saying he's going to. And I would even uh, wager to say that he's probably not going to stay on the floor. But crazier things have happened, um, so I think it's worth the I think it's worth the risk. He's my favorite. He's you know what, Tyler? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Nkongu is my uh, my my top sleeper this year. Oh, all right, nice. Let's say it. It's a full risk, full reward because I actually think there's not a lot of sleepers playing around this year. Oh, that's probably fair. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys that people haven't heard of. I love Franz Wagner. If you want to call Franz Wagner a sleeper, uh, go right ahead. I don't think you can call him a sleeper. Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah, like, I I love him. I'm going to have him in a ton of leagues. I guess if he's going 91st, he is a fucking sleeper, isn't he? Yeah, but again, like, we just talked about the ADP isn't real. Yeah, we're not we're not close like, enough to this. There's season. no way Kyle Lowry's going to end up as the ADP of ninety nine point seven on Yahoo leagues. There's no way uh, that's real. There's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. So, if you're listening, and you would be because you're here. There's another crazier one. Jamal Murray, seventy eight point six. Ooh, baby, that's I love that. I love hearing that. That sounds really nice. Like that. So here's here, actually here's a th- here's a thought, Tyler. Would you suggest that the listeners go out there and do like a bunch of mock drafts so we can get some real ADPs, or would you su- suggest that they don't so they can have better chances against players who have no idea how to set their own rankings? Uh, are you saying should they participate in the mock drafts Is it, or not? Yeah. Is that the question? It's I don't think that question, matters, yeah. does it? I mean, like, the sites are going to change it. So unless you're going to draft in, like, a couple of days, the mock draft's really not going to help you. That's fair. All gonna be, yeah, all those rankings are going to be switched here in the next, like, week or two or whatever. So yeah. uh, so then if you haven't done a mock draft, go out there and start doing, like, 100 mock drafts a day so we can get better numbers uh, from Yahoo on the show so we can use them to make better uh, analysis. That's on you guys, not on us. We're, that's on you, listener. Uh, to get to do a hundred a day until the beginning of the season. Um, uh, thank you for participating. We love you very much. Uh, that's it for the Atlanta Hawks. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes. You want to support the show? Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. You want to watch me do mock drafts and other stuff? Twitch.tv/slash Watching the Boxes. Uh, subscribe or follow. To know when we go live, because uh, we will be doing that as we approach the season. I think that's it, and we'll see you next time for the next team. Have a good one.